Welcome back to another episode of Faith on the Go podcast. We took a small hiatus, but looking forward to the holiday season that is upon us. This episode is from Sunday, November 19th, 2023, the 25th Sunday after Pentecost. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. A reading from Zephaniah. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs. Those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered, and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The warrior cries aloud there. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind. Because they have sinned against the Lord, their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his passion, the whole earth shall be consumed. For a full, a terrible end he will make of all the inhabitants of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from 1 Thessalonians. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, 
the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I invite you to join me in a word of prayer. 
Oh God, we give you thanks for this day and for the opportunity to gather together as your people, for the power of your spirit which gathers us, which helps us to hear what you are saying, um, which plants within us the seed of your gospel, the message shared by your son Jesus and given with, to us through his death and resurrection. Raise us up together to hear that word afresh that it may grow and bear fruit in our lives. Turn us away from the things that cause us to be afraid, the things that would hold us back, to serve you with everything that we have. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Let the church say, Amen. So we heard that third slave in Jesus' parable say, I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Our Wednesday morning Bible study group has had a long-standing discussion on the word fear in the Bible. Is there ever a time when fear is productive, has been sort of the gist of that conversation. And the well-known passages about the fear of the Lord come to mind, but they haven't brought any resolution with that that difficult conversation. But wherever you stand on this question, today's gospel reading is clear that fear isn't helpful when it comes to our capacity for taking risks and for trying new things. The fear that motivated the third slave in Jesus' parable brought condemnation and judgment, not encouragement or praise. There is something about our piety that sometimes blurs these lines, that conceals our fear of risking anything behind an outward appearance of faithfulness and stability. It is possible to maintain the impression of reverence and virtue while never venturing outside the narrow confines of the familiar and the safe. The irony that faith is all about trusting what is unseen and unrealized gets lost behind a facade of holiness and devotion. Jesus' parable is unmistakably provocative, enough that it may leave you feeling rather uncomfortable. It certainly does this for me. But rather than avoiding this, or hurriedly sweeping it away, I invite you to sit with this discomfort. What might God's Spirit be trying to tell you? The apprehension evoked by Jesus' words is set alongside the promise in today's second reading that God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Your ability to wrestle with difficult questions and to learn from hard lessons is framed by the great promise of God's enduring love for you in Jesus and the difference that this makes in your life. And yet, 
our human nature tends to avoid those things, those hard lessons, those difficult questions, in favor of stability, in favor of what's familiar and safe. And it's often only when they're forced upon you that their potential for your growth is realized. Our sense of church has become dependent on the notion of safety and protection from life's problems. A sanctuary sheltering you from the difficult questions and the hard lessons of life. But church, is that what Jesus ever intended? Is this the sole power of God's enduring love for the world that has shared your humanity, suffering and dying, to demonstrate its power over sin and death? Matthew's gospel sets today's parable just before Jesus' betrayal and arrest and crucifixion. In a chapter that includes last week's reading about the wise and foolish bridesmaids, and also, I think what we're going to hear next week, the reminder of the surprising places where we encounter Jesus in the most vulnerable of our world, that it is in serving the most vulnerable or not serving them that is also our service or our lack of service to him. Today's reading is propelled by the energy of being entrusted with something valuable and the desire to see what this can accomplish. Church, you and I have been entrusted with something valuable and powerful. And the question is, what are we going to do with it? What difference does all this potential make in our community and in ourselves? Somehow, the entrepreneurial spirit that pervades our society has evaded the work of Jesus' church, except for those familiar ongoing efforts of attracting more people or expanding our influence. Jesus' parable included the capacity to take what is given and to grow it, even reaping where one did not sow. It's informed by the power of imagination, of creativity, and the willingness to apply what you have to new endeavors. It is an expression of faith propelling you into the unknown, trusting the generative power of God's goodness and steadfast love alone. It pushes the question, what are you afraid of? And exposes whatever is keeping you from applying yourself and your capacity to the work that you have been entrusted with. So church, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What keeps you from more boldly sharing and risking the gifts that God has entrusted to you? Today's psalm, known as the prayer of Moses, the man of God, includes many things that would inhibit our faithful and courageous response, including things like the futility and the shortness of life and our fear of God's anger and wrath. The entire psalm wasn't included, but 
it goes on to expand on what grows from a right relationship with God, no longer paralyzed by fear, but empowered by God's grace, realizing God's grace in the midst of the shortness of our lives. The Apostle Paul urged an alert and sober assessment of life, grounded in the promise of God's never-failing love in Jesus Christ, never-failing love that will be with you in your times of risk or danger or fear, what will sustain you and help you and prosper the work of your hands. Encouraged by mutual support and common endeavor and enlivened by the very power that raised Jesus from death. Church, that's the power that is available to you. Our congregation has been entrusted with much. Awake and alive in this power, what will you do with it? Amen.